came back full time to work in You know, like departmental spending. This is a really interesting conversation, by the way. At the end of the year, if you don't spend your budget, then the the university thinks like, oh, they don't need that much money next year. So what they'll end up doing is like, oh shit, we have like a surplus of two thousand dollars. Let's say, let's well, buy a hello. couple of iPads. Let's... And welcome to oh. Pixel Pints. <laughs> Damn it! I always, I never know. Yeah, I always catch you guys off guard. It's what I do. It's what I do best. We are the only global gaming podcast that covers two great things. This is good beer and video games. I'm your host, Mitch. McWomble was supposed to be here. We we miss you, McWomble. Uh, but I am joined by a steam panel of people. Yeah, you finally got the joke. There you go. Okay. <laughs> For our audio listeners, Evan has a giant sign say, I miss you, McWomble, behind him. Um but yes, you have me, Mitch, your gracious host, for this week's episode where we take you around the news of video games along with talking about beer. I'm joined by some great, great people. One who made these beautiful graphics, if you actually take the time to watch our podcast instead of listening to our podcast, the wonderful Rafa has joined us. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's my question for you. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. I'm I'm starting the day early, trying to be productive. Uh, and uh, while I'm at it, just join you, beautiful folks, and uh, discuss the latest news and uh, gossips in the video game industry. Now, do you want to share? I know last week we said I made a guess of how many hours you've spent on GTA Online, and you actually sent me the receipts can you tell me how many hours it was yeah so upon investigating um i've only spent uh so in gta online like 648 hours i put it together um across all the platforms that it released on uh which doesn't sound like much uh when you think how much i'm talking about this game yeah and um another another thing of uh interest uh, it was how many hours i put into valhalla which i forgot do you have any idea i think it was 225 or something like that it's in the 200 marks i swear or was it more than that no i think it was less actually was it less i don't think i uh yeah uh so uh that was 143 yep 143 yeah 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 and uh, as i mentioned there um there's one free dlc i didn't touch which is like a roguelite component they added to the game but i just couldn't <laughs> but that was too much even for me ah that's okay um what was my guess uh, didn't i say like a thousand so yeah yeah you yeah yeah it sounded like you, you said like a thousand or two thousand you know like that that would be a great assumption but uh i i think that would that could have been doable if uh i'm a solo player so if i had like a crew of people you know like organizing every evening to play then maybe 
maybe, but I'm just playing when, like, I'm playing for around one or two months after they add a new considerable update to the game, and then I move on to something else. Okay, that's good to know. That's a. I like being a good three hundred and and uh, was that uh, three hundred and fifty two hours off. You know, I got I got over sixty percent. I'm I'm solid. You know, uh, yeah. I I did not play Prices Right rules. Anyway, speaking of Prices Right, I don't know why that's a, a segue to Evan, but it is Evan all the way on the other side of the Japan, who who likes to get his mic at something what we call Prices Right prices. I don't know. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to go with the prices right here. I don't know why. <laughs> How are you doing? You know, Mitch, it was a really good segue because the price is right. Uh, I just ordered uh, the packaged version of Metroid Prime. Oh, here and... I thought you were going to say uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which I was going to be the price is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> B-I-T-C-H. Uh, Happy Gilmore, one of my favorite dumb movies of all time. So, yeah. Uh, it's like 30 bucks, about $30 here, which is nice. Nintendo, a $30 game. We're paying $40 in the States. You know that? Uh, I'm just doing the conversion rates uh... because the, the, the dollar is so strong. It should be fair to me to say basically that the yen is usually not in times like these, about 108 yen to the dollar. So what I'm getting it for like $38, which is a good price. Okay. Uh, I'm doing fine. I, this is my first uh, Saturday off in a long time. I, w I work Saturdays usually, so uh, I still have a headache from last night. I got a bit too excited. Um, I was at school all day checking uh, English tests. It was our high school entrance exam, so I got off late. Then I went out with Her Majesty and got a bit too carried away. Uh, yeah, so I'm a... What what time is it? It's five eighteen. So this will make my headache go away. I still have a headache from last night, and it's five o'clock. It'll go away. You know the okay. one thing I'm shocked though, Evan, is I didn't know you're a Persona Five character. I didn't know you're still in high school taking exams. Oh, dude, let me tell you. I think I think I did well on that English exam. <laughs> I'm really I'm really confident that I aced that English exam. Let me tell you. Let me get the uh, see if I I enter school i keep regressing so i was a i'm a teacher and then technically a university student and now i'm a high school student I and mean, when is it gonna end it's like what am i benjamin button <laughs> does, that, does that make any sense that is makes sense uh, yeah you're going slowly versus in time <laughs> well if you don't know who we are we are a group of people that talk about good beer and video games we stream live here on twitch.tv slash pixel pints every single weekend if you want to know when we go live you can follow us on twitter at pixel underscore pints or if you go on Pixel Pints Pod on Instagram, you can see cool pictures of stuff, but nothing about when we post when we go live. That's all Twitter, which you can check out on the graphic below. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And we also archive all these episodes on YouTube and on podcasting services around the globe. All right, gentlemen. It is time for the notorious beer talk. Now, it is 12.19 in the morning here. I went out earlier tonight, so I am not drinking more. <laughs> For the safety of please drink responsibly, I will not be drinking more. I will be drinking Elani um, because I have an episode of a TV show to watch after this, gentlemen. And so I need to be awake. Ooh. 
it that's right i keep forgetting we get it early yeah thank you super bowl <laughs> cheers <laughs> super bowl go eagles uh I, i'm 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 go rihanna <laughs> i don't want either team <laughs> This is actually the first Super Bowl I'm disinterested in. Anyway, beer talk. Okay. Evan, what are you drinking? I know you're drinking something. You're always drinking something. Yeah. But by the way, though, we've never recorded this during a, for the listeners, we've never recorded this during one of my mornings. That is the, it's either yeah. 5 p.m. or midnight. Yeah. So on, on a Saturday. So please, like, Jesus, this guy's always drinking. It's, not, it's the weekend. <laughs> I, I get one day. I get one day to drink because I, I work six days a week. Uh, so I'm drinking my regular, uh, my uh, Kirin Ichiban Shibori. But I am also, uh, so last night, uh, Her Majesty's not going to be here for Valentine's Day. She's leaving to Tokyo for several days to, uh, tomorrow. But she did get me some early Valentine's Day presents because uh, in Japan, the uh, woman gives the her partner, the, the male, Interesting. chocolate. Uh, apparently, and the guy doesn't have to do anything. Give anything. Okay, I'll explain. So apparently, it was a mistranslation way back when, where they mistranslated instead of like the guy giving the girl chocolate, someone had mistranslated it as the girl oh. gives the guy chocolate, and then it just became the tradition in Japan on Valentine's Day: the girl get uh, guys chocolate, and it can just be coworkers that um, that have helped you out. It's not necessarily a romantic thing although i guess it's mm. similar to the states however they developed and this is just japanese companies coming up with complete bs but that's also what valentine's day is in the west as well a month after valentine's day is a day called white day where the male has to reciprocate what to the female that gave them the chocolate but it has to be like 20 percent more expensive so it doesn't matter <laughs> they they get they get screwed no matter what i feel uh, like in america we should have that holiday <laughs> right? like you know i right. get i get my partner something they need to get me something back me. now <laughs> right 20 percent, 20 percent more yeah 20 percent more please so uh, so if i give them a video game that's that's uh, what sixty dollars uh, from Nintendo. I expect uh, Tears of the Kingdom in return. Oh man, I was about to make that joke. Nice one. Uh, which we will probably be talking about later. So, Sorry, this uh, joke is going to go all day today. Right. We don't. I think White Day is a really dumb idea. So we just do Valentine's Day like a normal couple, and we get each other something, or we go out to dinner. But because we can't do that. She gave me an early one, so I got to think about what to do when she gets back from Tokyo. She got me, uh, so Hitachino is a beer you can actually purchase in uh, overseas. I, I believe it's, it's it's sold in the UK, and I've purchased it in Wisconsin before. It's this little cool owl guy. Hmm. Uh, Hitachino, I believe, where is it from? Nakanishi, Ibaraki, Japan. And uh, they, they brew a lot of really nice beers. This is a flower session. It just says flower session. Well, what kind of beer is it? Usually you would say flower session IPA. Flower session, insert style here. But this is what it reads. A pinkish beer inspired by bouquet brewed with the flowery floral aroma of hops and rose tea. 
the roselle harvested in local Ibaraki. Enjoy the tartness and freshness of flower bouquet with lightly drinkable flavor. Interesting. Whatever that means. So, geez, I can't even. All right. I'll do a, I'll do a baby pour. Half of, the, do... half of the Valentine's gift was you trying to open the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I cut my hand. Oh, seriously? Uh, uh, no, I think I'm, I'm safe. It got my, my calluses on my, my hands. So, yeah, it does pour light red wow, or light, light pink, red. rather. I don't like gimmicky beers. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be, but... Uh, Oh, that it smells very um. Yeah, it does smell like a like tea a little bit, like very very bitter aroma of tea. What did it say was on here? Rose tea. Doesn't smell sweet at all. I thought it was gonna be way more sweet. Oh, it's coming through a little bit peachy. I don't know. It's is she, is she home? She can hear me trash. I think years ago I trashed one of the beers she bought me on the. I said it tasted like dirt, and she was in the other room. She's like, "Hey, I'm like, hey, stop listening to the podcast. Uh, this is this is interesting. It smells like a tea bag, which is weird. You know how tea bag mm -hmm. itself is a bit overwhelming. Yeah, you like held it right up to your nose. It smells as if I'm holding a tea bag up to my nose." It's um, very, very light, and it does kind of taste like tea. It doesn't really taste like beer. Uh, I don't know about this one. 4%. Don't even know what the style is. I did the tea. Yeah. Barley, hops, rose, hibiscus. It's okay. I'd, I'd have exactly one of those. Someone who likes a bit more like florally floral aroma beers um might like this better so yeah i don't know that wasn't very exciting i apologize let's move on <laughs> rafa do you have any beer on you at the moment uh not at this hour in the day oh that's but... right you at the morning yeah it's all right that's... yeah but um for uh, for a couple months uh due to some medication i couldn't drink and now i'm catching up on speed uh catching up to speed on that um and uh yesterday evening so i ho i hope that counts i had uh, one of these which is um it's a thatcher's blood orange flavored cider Ooh. which is really really good i i don't know if you if you guys ever had one i don't know if it's in the states or in japan uh, i've had that I've had some ciders in the UK. Uh, I know cider is a big thing in the UK. Cider is not a big thing in the States. Yeah, it's not. So it's, not it's good. It's good, though. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's not common. I never really um, I, when I when I went to the UK, I just I saw it everywhere and it's it's good. I, I like it. Yeah, the, the, there are tons of ciders here. But for like it's it was only last year when I found out about Thatcher's, which is a crime because everyone here like that's that's their for some that's their go-to cider you know mm. that's really popular and this one like i I've, I've had multiple uh flavors from them since the day i uh found out a brand really really good really good um of course it's it's very fruity it's one of those fruity ciders it's not one of those you know like traditional flavored ciders uh which i like those too 
um but this tastes really really nice i i i could have so many of them um yeah and um i missed it i missed it and that's what i had recently um so i think it still counts because it still must be in my bloodstream <laughs> <laughs> hey it works yeah. whatever works for you all right we're gonna move on and that is talking about nintendo they had a giant i say giant because usually their directs are like 20 minutes this one was 44 minutes or something like that and there's a lot of drama within a direct but this one probably had the most drama of them all so let's get right to it uh, there is a bunch of information, but to kind of cut it down, let's just go through the uh, the big things, and then we'll do a tiny everything else for 20 seconds. As Evan wipes the camera in front of his face. Uh, so, we have two expansions for Splatoon 3 coming. Um. And it's weird. They're not calling the the, the the weird thing is like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. They're calling these um, not just not just like with Splatoon, but for like all their DLC, they're calling them waves, which is very different, like a different phrasing. I don't know how I feel about that phrasing of like wave one, wave two, wave three, but uh, they have uh, more Splatfests. And a new story set in the area that seems uh, like depraved of all color, which is interesting. Um, how was your feeling on Splatoon 3? Or just Splatoon in general? When it first came out, I think it was on Wii U, right? Yeah, it was on yeah, Wii U. Yeah, the, it, the original, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, this is such an interesting idea. Like, you can... You can paint all these maps, and it, it it was quite unique at that time. But uh, since I missed the boat, then I never thought about it again. So um, I I know it's important to to people, and it still looks fun. Um, I'm I'm looking at it now. Uh, what they announced, and uh, um, in Wave Two, they are going to have like a single player campaign, which that may be up my alley. I know they also have some like solo challenges. Um, I would be all for it if they ever made a spin-off where it's like platforming like like the blob mm. um you know those games um which is funny because um i think way before not way before like but it, before i got my series s which is an uh, like i haven't owned an xbox in quite some time my friend got uh, actually i got him uh xbox one x for for his uh birthday and uh i hooked him up with game pass and um, I went to him to set his console up, and um, I got to go for the Game Pass library, and there was the blob. I tried that, and surprisingly, really good game. So th this could totally work. Um, like looking at that, this could totally work in single player. So I'm 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 really looking forward to that uh, single player um, DLC and see what they do. If it's something significant for me to actually consider buying it. Or maybe they they do sometimes they do this where they make something stand alone. Um, yeah, that that could be a good strategy to get people into Splatoon. Yeah, for some reason, I mean, I've been a big Splatoon fan for a while now. Like I've I've since uh, since the first two, 
Um, I technically didn't own the first one. My roommate did back in the day and, um, and he got me hooked on it and I played the second one for him for a long time. I did buy the third one. And for some reason I have not gone back to play it. And I just, it, it feels too much of the same, not enough changed. Um, I feel like it was more a DLC expansion pack for its, for the, as the third game, than it really was a brand new title. In my opinion, uh, just, just wasn't enough new. Um, yeah, you could have new weapons, but like the concept of the game didn't really change. It's it almost to me felt like Madden. It was like, it's just a small iteration, but not enough to like change the, change the game. Um, and you know, I do like the, it is interesting to see them finally do a level that's like depraved of color. Um, but it seems to me as if, uh, it's kind of past its prime. And also I, remember the game unfinished swan which kind of like doesn't seem like this game is doing that which i think unfinished swan was way more interesting in the way they deprived color and then you add color to the world whereas this one just means like it just looks like a level that doesn't have color and then you just throw your color on there and whatever so it's just at least that left me uninspired and uninterested in general but um evan you got any thoughts on splatoon before we move on um no it's just <laughs> something that <laughs> I know Switching some. one camera for the other. <laughs> I know uh, something you're interested. That's Advance Wars One Plus Two. I don't like strategy games. That's right. This played. is an Erebus Jones. Where in the heck is Dan and Erebus Jones? They would be screaming on their hilltops right now, right? Yeah, we're we're not going to be able to give Advance Wars its deserved uh, portion of the podcast. Uh, what about you? Rafa, do you have anything to say about that? I just, I remember these games coming out in the GBA. I, uh, they looked which, cool. I love the pixel art. It, you know, the, it's the modern kind of military version of a fire emblem. But oh, uh, uh, I just, I, I, just I, I don't know. I've just never been interested in that type of game, unfortunately. So the first time I saw it, um, I thought it was a nice concept. I'm actually interested in that. Um, it's uh it's quite like simple strategy game uh i'm sure there's some depth to it but it 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 looks inviting so i'm considering getting that at some point um yeah that's 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 up my alley like whereas something like xcom that's that feels a bit overwhelming for me uh mm. I, i'm sure i could get the the hang of it you know um but uh, I, I feel that I it would be much easier for me if that was an IP I was more interested in, you know. Um, it does have a unique art style, I'll give it that. And it does seem something intriguing and interesting. Um, I've heard how difficult it, could, it can be, which I think offers variety for players. So uh, I'll be interested to see. It's not any of our cup of teas, unfortunately, for any of those fans out there. But, I mean, this one has been on hold for over a year now and so it's it's nice to it finally actually is getting a release date so was it because of the war or uh yeah because was um, that a rumor be, no i i believe that was because they felt as if it wasn't the right time to release that title because the enemy team depiction is similar to russian and so it just oh. it wouldn't look good okay. optics wise um to blow up russians basically or like not Russians, but like look like Russians type thing. But it still fits the narrative today. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It basically the enemy was like a Russian stand-in, and they exactly. thought maybe we'll 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 sit on this. 
Yeah. And then yeah, the uh, war kept going on and on. And yeah. uh, now we got put I, it I think out. it's just at the point where like, you know what, let's, let's put it out. I think it's just, I think there's so much, there's enough separation between mm-hmm. an animated war, like pixel, pixel style kind of like army, uh, top-down like kind of army game separating it from from real life in this mm-hmm. way so I, I i don't know i think people seem to be okay with it no one's Curious saying it's insensitive at this point wonder if they made any changes to the writing and anything like tone it a bit down although they didn't change mm-hmm. that i feel i wonder also, i feel like they wouldn't because it is technically a remake slash remaster of a former title so i don't think they would do any extra writing on it mm-hmm. Or changing okay. upgrading. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, as I said, it's also full priced. Uh, I mean, not that it it could deserve it, you know. Uh, yeah, but, I don't know yeah. about that, but yeah. For them strategy people, it's worth every penny. Yeah, sure. Like <laughs> mo- the mo- price, like the the price is always right for a group of people. So, sure, we can really complain. And a uh, re reboot can be a nice subtitle. <laughs> That's true. That is a nice subtitle. Moving on to a more interesting story. Let's get to this one. Nintendo Switch Online is getting Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. Now, they already have N64 games on the platform. NES and S... and Is it SNES as well? Um, they have a lot of old platforms going to the Nintendo Switch Online platform which is fascinating um so for the game boy game boy pocket and game Boy color titles the launch titles will include tetris super mario land 2 uh six golden coins the legend of zelda links awakening dx gargoyle's quest game and watch gallery 3 alone in the dark and the new Mi- nightmare metroid 2 return of samus warrior land 3 and kirby dreamland um there's also other tease titles, but we're not going to go over those. But also the Game Boy Advance games include Super Mario Bros. 3, Warrior War, Warrior War Inc. Mega Micro Game, Kuyu Kuyu Kuyin, Mario Kart... Did I say it right? It's, it doesn't matter. It's not important. I don't uh, think yeah. it ever came out. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, um, The Legend of Zelda Minish Camp minish camp something like that and there's other games coming out in the forefront but the fact that you're getting you get now n64 games you get game boy advance games you get game boy color games you get s uh nes games like that platform and you don't pay a lot for that platform too it was it like five dollars a year is this is this starting to become like mm-hmm. more valuable than like a game pass or is it 20 bucks uh, a year i think it's 20 it's, bucks a year it's 20, it's 20 but uh here's the thing something that i didn't understand it was the game boy advance locked for the more expensive subscription the one with n64 games and uh the other dlcs that are free for that because you know they they have two tiers oh that's so, right that's a good so point um, um pass something I forgot. Uh, Nintendo uh, Switch Online. Uh... I should yeah, be knowing. GBA these. is locked off in the extra expansion pass. Expa- exp- uh, the, yeah. Expansion so, pass. Yeah. Expansion pass. Yeah. Um, which is like, 
you know, feels weird because uh, I I had the impression that at first they are going to leave all the 2D consoles for the Nintendo Switch Online subscription and everything that they are going to emulate on, on the Switch uh, that's going to be 3D, like GameCube games, um, and that's it. Oh, no, no, GameCube and uh, Nintendo 64, I think, yeah. Uh, those would go on on expansion pass. You know th- that would have made sense, but I they th- actually they they seem to be intending to I don't know like also split the generations uh, between devices that are more capable within their category. So it's it's a bit all over the place. Um, so for the record, just to be correct, um, so the uh, the twenty dollars a year membership gives you. Um, NES games, online play, um, chat with your friends, extra points. The expansion pass, which is $50 a year. There's no monthly option for the expansion pass. Expansion pack, sorry. Um, That gives you the N64 games and then some DLCs for future titles um, and Sega Genesis games. what is interesting about that is if you think about it, it's actually cheaper than a year of Game Pass. But not that much value. Of course, depending on what you're looking at. Um well, I was gonna say, like, is it is it is are you getting more value because like I mean, I don't know when you're looking at the titles, but it, it seems like same quality titles you're getting out of it out of the mix for backlog stuff at least yeah i mean i think it's it's a it's a steal for someone who's into retro games but that doesn't isn't like a retro gamer in the sense where they have all of the original systems and have crt tvs hooked up and want to play everything exactly as it should be played what person in that venn diagram is that i'm not sure but if you're not into any like nintendo super nintendo and now game boy for twenty dollars and then some older stuff like who wants to go back and play n64 games you can play goldeneye Evan. you can play goldeneye what are you talking about yeah i'm sure it holds up uh, very well, <laughs> as most N64 games do. It's it's not something that interests me. I before they added the expansion pack that jumped the price from twenty to fifty dollars. I did one year of it, and I remember at that time. And this is something like I'm I like retro games. I that's my it's something I've always been interested in. That's what I grew up as with with Nintendo. So I did a year. And I remember the year that I did it, it must have been 2019 because I believe it came out at September 2018. So it's already four years old at this point, Switch Online. I was like, I'm going to go through all the old Mario games this year. I didn't. I dabbled in several of them and then I gave up. So I, I don't know. I. It's still cheap, I guess. But uh, how, how much does that move the needle? Like, oh, GBA? That's it. I'm paying that extra 30 bucks. Here we go. The question is, did it move the mini-needle for you, Evan? No. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, 
if you like if you're um i don't know a nintendo kid and you had all these platforms and uh you have like tremendous nostalgia for 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 not only for these consoles but for most of the titles they are making available through for these things and you know like that's a no-brainer like wow but also i i i too have nostalgia for a lot of titles from from my childhood but the thought of actually going back and spending full time with them again you know i i could play them for a few hours you know because i always do that oh i should replay that that thing and then i played for like five ten hours and something else catches my attention and i move to that you know and and it's a shame so uh if if it's not a a platinum that i could be earning from that i i i just abandon it completely so um yeah and uh i i know we're like we're not supposed to promote this type of stuff on YouTube or anything, so I won't say much. But there are other ways of enjoying these titles. Like you, you sort of feel ripped off. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but then again, you you might be someone who just wants to have like a dedicated device for this type of stuff. Only one device. You don't want to mix it up with your smartphone or with other platforms. You're not the gadgety person that owns all sorts of platforms so i get that that there are the uh there are definitely like there's a de definitely a segment of the that audience that that fits the description and this is just for them uh, i do have to say that the front end is really nice it's it's clicky it's you you see those beautiful covers up there they are so inviting you 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 want to get into those games you know like some because I, I i had it for a while and i i i i played games on that um they feel it's weird they feel sturdy they feel sturdy they feel like they, they took the time to they didn't but they, they feel polished because they are there you know they, they, it just the service adds a perceived quality about them you know and yeah yeah it's a, it's a premium experience but then again i've never had a gba game crush on me on on an emulator never that never happened <laughs> so um yeah that makes sense yeah I, I, I don't think it moves the needle either you know i was just trying to be devil's advocate i don't really think it's the matches the value of a game pass um, but i do think with them adding more to their back catalog they are adding more value um, because that is what most people love from nintendo is its back catalog um, so if they can start building more of the back catalog like i think they would have gotten more hits if they had like a pokemon game in there like an original pokemon game um yeah or something like that the, the drip feed is the drip feed is ridiculous though like they're they they do a, a direct four years after switch online comes out and they add game boy and game boy advance four years later like i get drip feed you can't just throw everything at them at once and you, oh, you, you can know, you add stuff they choose not i mean to. you can but uh, yeah like it they're doing this is like bare minimum stuff to me i don't know yeah look, look at look at how they, the the pace they are updating um playstation plus premium uh with uh that's so slow like, th there are games that interest me like uh it, it's crazy that we're having like some of my most favorite PSP titles in there. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely love loving the fact that I can buy those individually. You know, that that's great. 
um and they should they should allow that on on switch as well i'm i would be willing to pay more than what would be fair for an individual title in those collections you know like i can understand it's a tax because they also expect to make money off of that subscription you know but i don't know nine ten bucks for one of those games i think that's that's reasonably priced um and then uh, another point that i was trying to make you know like it's today is so taxing to go back to retro games because you, you could you could start like a retro jrpg and then get i don't know 20 30 hours uh in that game and then the next week uh they're like oh we're remastering this thing we're releasing it you know damn it i could have waited (laughs) (laughs) because you're like what are you going to do are you are you now going to spend full full price on that remake remaster and then also take the time to replay that entire segment again no well i would argue even like you talk about this drip thing that they're doing um and uh you know, you know, I, you talk about the drip method that they're doing, and you're like, well, why are why are they doing the drip method? They're doing in PlayStation the same thing. Why are they doing drip method? Because people are willing to pay full price for their titles. Microsoft doesn't have that, unfortunately, and like that. The only reason Game Pass exists not because Microsoft thinks it's a good deal is because they didn't have enough. They didn't have any first party games, so they're like, how can we have people buy stuff from us? Well, let's make a subscription service where it sounds too good to be true. And then we'll just put all our first party on it because we have no first party to be able to release that will sell enough copies for us to justify it. So let's just try to get enough people on a subscription service. So where in comparison, people will line up to buy a PlayStation game. People will line up out the door to buy a Nintendo game. They don't need to focus on that. I bet you if they had to, Nintendo would and Nintendo could make a better stream, make a better subscription service than either probably PlayStation or even uh, Microsoft because they have the back catalog to back it up with. Um, Whereas like, I think Sony has some of it, I think, but the probably part of the issue with Sony is they have some first party, but a lot of some of their biggest hits are second party titles. Like Final Fantasy seven is not a first party Sony game. It's a, it's made by Square Enix. Right. Um, Or like, I, I, I could go on and on, but what I'm trying to say basically is like Nintendo and Sony don't focus on them because they don't have to and because people will line out the door to buy their titles. But speaking of remasters yeah. and remakes, there is a remaster Evan purchased and showed us early on the show that was released the day of. And then there's a hard copy coming out on February 22nd, and that is Metroid Prime. This was literally this is literally like a week after I just got a copy for GameCube. Speaking of raw position, I'm like, oh man! But how fortunate, much did, how much did you pay for that? It was free. I was fortunate enough I got it for oh, okay. free, so it's not that big of a deal. But I before, just found before, it funny. Before we get uh, into this, just a quick note because I think it it relates to the previous uh, topic, and uh, it's uh, it, we can discuss it in this one as well. Um, uh, Nintendo and PlayStation also uh, can do something smart. Like we're complaining about the drip feed, but uh, I, I think they are also complementing their future releases with it. So on Nintendo's side, we're speculating that there there's going to be a brand new 
Metroid Prime relatively soon in the next 12 months. I don't know. I would assume from from this point. So they are building it up, you know. So this is why we don't have these remasters, re-releases whenever we want, or uh, these additions of classic retro games to these services when we want. Like, because we are like, like, why can't you just just throw 200 games in there? You know, like. Mm-hmm. Have a lot of choice, and they they perhaps know their timeline, like for in five, ten years from now, and they know that they are having all these reboots, remasters, remakes coming up. And like, okay, we are going to add these titles on these services to increase appetite for these series and interest, and see how they do. You know, um, that's uh, I think that's that's a valid tactic they are they are applying. So yeah, onto this uh, surprise remaster, which. Uh, I I thought uh, I I said it on Discord. I I thought it was just you know like upscale textures. Like now it's I don't know it's 720p or 1080p and that's it because that's how they've been remastering these games so far. Um, at least well, the, the, Wii. the 3D Mario collection, Mario the 3D also is horrendous. Yeah, it's like they just yeah. they didn't do any work on that. They just Such threw a bunch a... of games into a Such package a and said that they uh, yeah. Evan, have you have you ever looked at that um, Mario sixty four thing on the on the DS where you can play it as multiple characters and the, all the graphics are redone? Do, do you know oh, that? I, thing? I watched I watched a video on someone who's who's big into the uh, the um, like I don't want I, I don't know like Nintendo fan like uh, re retexturing and and bringing old school games to hd he's in he's into that retro scene and he was showing like nintendo did could couldn't even do this and he was like comparing like what fans have done with mario 64 versus oh the uh, shitty yeah. job but that I they mean, did like, with the yeah it was awful they didn't release. do anything that was an official release like they they basically remade mario 64 for the for the ds and it looks so much better and that's just right. there. like why, why not yeah. why not work on that you know, like play as Wario, play as Yoshi in there, like insane. So I'm I'm disappointed, but at least like let's hope this is them changing things, not doing that ever again. They they really uh, remade a ton of assets in that game. Um, yeah, I, I I also had like I think I bought Metroid Prime Three for the Wii to play on my Wii U like a long time ago, and now I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, I may consider getting this one on the Switch. I, I I do hope they are going to bring the other games as well because that's some that's something else Nintendo doesn't do. Like they 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 just it, for for instance the Mario Collection that's just Mario Galaxy One. Right. They they didn't even like wh- why stop there. Yeah. Mario they... Galaxy Two is the bookend <laughs> to the three D collection, and then they haven't even released it since. It's just, it's so weird. So yeah, like you're saying, I think when you're hearing about a, a Metroid Prime remaster, you might not be uh, expecting a lot given their track record. However, from what I've heard, it's a very, very nice looking game, like borderline remake quality to it. And I'm excited because I never owned a GameCube. I've never played the Prime series. I, that was going to be I, my I next question. Has any of you played yeah. the actual original... Uh, Metroid Prime. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say this is tempted of me buying it as well because I've never played the Prime series either. Um, 
I I'm, st- will, I I'm still debating f- whether I actually like buy the new remaster or just play the original from my GameCube. People people yeah, say this, I mean, this one is better than the other two. Like they, I think the stick controls sound like they'll they're better too. It seems like they've done a better job with. Yeah, I heard at least uh, from podcasts this this week that it controls it exactly like you think like a first person game should control mm-hmm. in 2023 which is which is good to know because they had the uh, c stick though, with the uh, gamecube controller and i oh, think that was an issue whatever it is <laughs> yeah i if if i had a gamecube and i had played the original game i don't know if i'd buy this for 40 dollars. to be honest with you yeah like one of the, and i think this is an important point one of the pulls for me is because i haven't played the game mm-hmm. so 40 dollars doesn't feel like a lot of money for a game i haven't played yet if you're in the other if if you're in the other group where like eh, you know it's a it's kind of a remaster do i want to I spend 40 dollars on a game i already played i don't know i know it's a great I game it I... makes sense. i think it makes sense for them for 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 the other side as well because um metroid metroid is such a tormented series it doesn't seem like it deserves a lot of love um from nintendo I mean, it doesn't it's... get a lot of love i think it deserves it personally but yeah I'm glad it's forty bucks because I think when I originally mm-hmm. saw that, uh, they've they've been pretty yeah they've been pretty iffy. full pricey. Yeah, that's a that's a, yeah they've been very full pricey <laughs> on previous releases. The last game I remember um, having a decent price was the re was the port of Tropical Freeze to the Switch. I think it was forty dollars. But since then, they've been charging full price for a lot of this stuff. So it's nice to see them pull back and 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 go at least forty dollars i know it's like faint praise <laughs> for nintendo but like that's kind of what you have to give them when it comes to pricing i know it's sad but that's where we are with, with the company now before we get to the giant elephant in the room i do want to ask you one question because you both have very contrasting differences about this specific title so i do want to bring this up in the conversation Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is getting a new DLC wave that will feature party member Masha and more on February 15th. Now, Rafa... Oh, and more. And more. And more. And Rafa, this is your Game of the Year nominee from last year. And for Evan, Evan wanted to put this down faster than a hot pan of bricks. (laughs) Uh, I've since since completed the game, but it... It, it will be, without a doubt, my most disappointing game of 2023 at the end of this year. Um. Anyways, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rafa. I don't. No, no, no. It's totally understandable, and uh, and I give this. I I apologize to Evan because I'm the one who dragged it, who, who dragged him in into this. Um. I'm numb to bad gameplay and level design. <laughs> else, if I enjoy the world building. The, the the story you know i'm like yeah that's shit but i want to see what what's coming next like even to this day i i i can like i can agree that it's 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 pretty crap but i don't feel it i haven't felt it i i and there wasn't a point in those 125 hours where i felt frustrated with the game for wasting my time Somehow I I got used to just wasting my time with games just to see the the story. Although I I should not, you know, I should 
like just look it up on YouTube, but then it doesn't feel earned. Um, and it's oh, also and, because... and Mitch, just just for a bit of information for you, Rafa put in one twenty five. I put in. I beat the game in seventy nine hours. I did a Mitch, <laughs> and even doing a Mitch, yeah. it took seventy nine hours. But yeah, so you can see like Rafa basically played how many more hours than me? Forty-five oh. more hours than I did. Yeah, forty-five hours. He put in a full title. title. You put in a full game more than you did. Yeah. And it was it's organic for of, me. Yeah, it was organic Sorry, for me. Sorry, continue. Because, um, uh, I was I was finding all these new places, and I was like, oh, there are people here as well. Like, let's talk to all of them. See what they see. What they have to say. What they need. What quests they could. And um, early on, I I could see how doing side quests affects the narrative the secondary narrative of all these other colonies you know and i was all about that so i organically did as many side things as i could to advance the story uh and get the most out of it uh which is why like for instance you have when you said you you got stuck in certain places and had to grind and i didn't really there were there were places where i was gonna oh nope i shouldn't be here now but other than that i i didn't have like problems with with progressing um uh, th th there's a section in the game where th it's like this open world area you, they they give you a boat so you can explore it and i was like holy shit here we go th this is th th yeah th now the game begins you know and so many things so so many things i to went explore. on that boat i went directly to main mission and i didn't fucking search any of that because i got that <laughs> boat like 60 hours into the game like i am not spending 40 hours in this area well okay rafa actually i have a hard out in like 10 minutes uh so i so the the, the main thing about this direct was the not the dlc that's coming out now it hinted at the final dlc which i think is like borderline unforgivable uh i don't know if you guys remember but asura's wrath mm -hmm. at the end of that game there is no um there is no end to the game. They cut the end of the game off, piecemeal sold it to you as DLC. That's right, I remember that. In order to see the end of that game, yeah. you had to purchase DLC. Anyone who hasn't played Xenoblade Chronicles sees that little uh, trailer and thinks, oh, okay, there's something going on here, some big battle, but it is paramount information to the entire story of these past three games xenoblade chronicles one two and three and it's 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 like the whatever happens in in that dlc ties everything together and uh, probably is like the ultimate ending look like something like blasphemous they released the ultimate ending but it was free wounds of eventide was free and it added context and it wrapped everything up it explained stuff that that uh people had been um pondering about the game because it's a bit esoteric like bloodborne this game is basically saying if you want the real ending to the entire trilogy guess what you have to pay extra for it and i cannot get behind that i'm like super pissed because you see shulk you see rex you see elvis you're like this is this should be in the game why is this P dlc this is really um, imagine if you got to sephiroth at the end of the final fantasy game and it stopped and then you had to wait two years, and then like part four of Final Fantasy Remake was just the final fight with Sephiroth for like $30. That's what this feels like to me.
uh, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. For me, it makes a bit of sense they did that from a, from a narrative structure, because you've got like two stories in the first two games, then it's one story in the third game that does something with those two stories. And I feel like they are going to change, because each game has like a completely different um, gameplay system that makes sense to the world so it's tied into that world that it, that there are narrative reasons why why you don't fight the same way you fight in the first game you fight in the second game and i feel that um in this dlc they they again uh, because the combat is so tied to the content the narrative context uh and you have all these free uh, contexts coming together. I think they are going to do something different because um, looking at the story DLC for the first one, they introduced with the remastered version, looking at the story DLC, which was almost its own game for the second game, um, they they were like meaningful additions. So I really look forward to that. Like. Um, um, I, I can see, because I too expected like, oh, wow, so th this third game should be capping it. There there were parts of what I expected it to be, but I think like they wanted to give to the third game the same space they gave to the first game to set the context of the the story, the characters and everything, so they can really make like a standalone impact with this story DLC. I, I, I do agree, they could have like just shortcut it and put all this at the end of the uh, the third game but for or some like, it could have felt rushed um right xenoblade chronicles 4 i guess mitch to, to wrap this up because you're like i have no idea what you guys are talking about um for context xenoblades 1 2 and 3 are all connected mm -hmm. there's something that happens at the beginning of a timeline that has to do with everything that's been going on in this entire series spanning since the wii or whatever and Xenoblade 3 offers no loop back at the end of that game, at least from what I remember, into like, this is how this connects and mm -hmm. to the other games or showing you uh, a bit of the other characters in the other games and how, how the timelines all converge and all that stuff. It's very, very vague. And then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? DLC part four, we answer all your questions. Bye. And for someone who probably invested uh, 8 million hours uh, from Xenoblade 1 to Xenoblade 3, to have to to cut that off and charge them extra for it, I think, is is pretty shitty. Uh, yeah. I have to go. Uh, I don't know why. I always look at my watch. Starting March 31st, uh, April 1st, I will be unemployed uh, for six months. So I actually have to get some paperwork done right now. Okay. Yeah, good luck with that. All good. Yeah. See, I'm, uh, man, I wish I could talk about the uh, pricing because uh, come April 1st, $70. I don't know if I can uh, I'm have to go on the cheap for six months. I don't like it. And it's for your, um, it's your, for your sequel to your favorite game of all time. I guess <laughs> final, oh, yeah, I final word before you walk away. Will you pay full price for it? We'll get to that topic. Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I. Name a price. Do you have, I'm... Do you have those tickets <laughs> in Japan? Huh. Do you have those like two games for one of those tickets in Japan, like on on the store? 
because you can buy one of those and get oh like, I, the, party the games. weird deal that they have right yeah, yeah. okay because it it makes more sense it doesn't make sense at 50 or 60 dollars game you know but yeah but as I, you get I want closer a to that copy. Yeah. that's my oh problem. yeah okay 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 final final yeah, final, with... final 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 question how much would you ever be willing to pay for this title like say it wasn't 70 say it was more what's the most you would pay for this title i would pay a 1994 super nintendo final fantasy 7 or 6 price of 70 dollars which is like the equivalent of 120 dollars or whatever it it costed back then if you uh if you um balance for inflation well that's that is that is i will tell you that is more balanced than it is on a kind of funny where someone said they would pay twelve hundred dollars for the title uh-huh. yeah i know yeah yeah this isn't ebay what are you talking about i know mm-hmm. i know and uh, so <laughs> that is all i need from you evan my friend also it is very interesting that we get we are so famous as a podcast, gentlemen, that we got asked the magical question, which you do not have to answer, and I'm not asking you to answer it, but I'm just going to put the question out there. From Plague Destroyer, would you ever consider playing Dog Farts Legacy? <laughs> we are so famous, we got wrapped up in the scandal when we're not even talking about it. <laughs> Is that a game? No, yeah, he's saying like... Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, Dog Farts <laughs> I was gonna say I'd play Dogfart's Legacy. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. All right, yeah. Um, shout out to Tears of the Kingdom Game of the Year 2023. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's over. What, whatever. Just get get out of here, Mitch. Get, Mitch, get, please accept it. Go and uh, get wep- <laughs> weapon. Weapon degradation is here to weapon stay. Weapon degradation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, I'll be care, looking man. forward to watching the rest of the episode. Have Catch, a good day. Yeah. See yeah. Um, so getting to that, I was gonna say, is, is that what? is that a game based on the Lego Harry Potter games? Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally made by the Lego guys. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The property totally made by Lego. Um, <laughs> so let's get to the actual topic at hand, which is. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It was rumored beforehand that the accidental price leaked on the pre-order store that it was going to be $70 and then it got taken down within an hour. So then people were like, oh, maybe it's a mistake. Maybe they didn't mean to do that. Oh, maybe it was just a store accidentally doing what they needed to do. Oh, no, hell no. That is the price of this title. This title is $70. Um, Nintendo did come out with a statement saying not all our games will be $70 going forward, that it will be dependent on the title. Um, so Rafa, you, is this sorry. crazy? Um, like, because I'm uh, oh, sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to, but I just trying to say like this, this console has been out for five years now going on six and we have paid no more than $60 on the game. And it's running on hardware that is as old as the PS3 in regards to, like, capability. Um, it, it has, like, PS3 capability, if not very light-tier PS4, Xbox, um, 
Xbox One capability. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely more scalable because it supports Unreal Engine 4 and that yeah. helps a great deal. Um, but, it, but it's still an old, old hard piece yeah. of hardware. Like to justify $70, is that asking too much? Um, so I'm, I'm to understand how I feel about this. Of course, I'm, I can only look at myself and, um, uh, as a consumer, I have bias to certain series and there's stuff like Red Dead Redemption 2, which I would have paid. And I think I did, I think I did. Cause I got the, the ultimate collection and everything, uh, not the ultimate collection, that ultimate, ultimate digital collection, whatever. I think I, and I also bought that game twice. Once on PS4 and then again on uh, on PC. I like th that's a lot of money, you know. But I was like, this is my game, you know. I I have to have it. I have to have it at lunch, you know. Then there are games where I'm I'm interested in them, but I'm not like big on them as I'm with the games you know I'm big on. Uh, so I acknowledge like this will be fun. Like we like look, everyone everyone is hyping this game. I know it will be fun. I know I like it, but I haven't liked it prior because I haven't played other games, you know. And they slap a price of like seventy, eighty dollars on it. I like because I I don't have memories or nostalgia or assurance that I'm I'm going to go into this and get all these references from past titles and anything that's that's then that feels like a big ask for me because i want to be part of the conversation but the price of admission is higher even though i know i will have a good time like i'm not an established fan of this series you know mm -hmm. having the first breath of the wild at 60 uh and actually i actually got it a lot cheaper because um i was back in romania at that time and I played most of that game on, on the Wii U. Mm, gotcha. Um, I think it was $50 there. at the time, right? That's... Yeah. And um, and also because uh, at, at that time, like, uh, I don't know, uh, things have changed since then. But there's not like this gaming culture back there, like at least uh, in what uh, concerns the store experience, you know? And there are just games laying there because people aren't as informed as in as in the West on games, you know. So that was really discounted. I was like, I think I think actually like making the conversion. I think it was less than thirty bucks, maybe. Mm -hmm. it, it was dirt cheap at release. I, I thought that was a steal. Uh, and playing that and going for all the mechanics and seeing how. How minimalistic the experience, how how discrete it was. It wasn't holding your hand. You were discovering things, you know. And to this day, GameSpot puts out those videos. Like, sure, like I I I would I would be willing to pay like even ninety pounds at lunch just to get more of that, you know. So I'm I'm sold on its value. I know I've been there, you know. I I don't want to hurt the industry and like oh Rafa said ninety pounds we should like make all games expensive because they'll get their audience but for some people it makes like it's it's irrelevant you know because it's now you're making a game 200 pounds or dollars all of a sudden then like you know then even if you're a massive fan you're like that's a bit too much you're you're ripping me off at 10 10 10 bucks more it's not that big of a of an ask you know like you you have all these like 
you can look back at the past month and look at your you know spending bill and you say oh this month i i ordered so much takeaway i'm feeling guilty you know i, I should have trimmed that on on it you know like maybe mm. i don't know order less takeaway in one week you know and you can put it elsewhere um so uh, this is where i'm coming from this is i you could make an argument that uh everyone is getting on the bad wagon of uh raising the prices you know um and some some games do it even though they don't have like a an established legacy of being good and you can it's it's blatant you can see that they are only doing it because they can you know um but yeah i think i think i i think it's it differs from from person to person and uh yeah like if if you can easily like wait maybe a few months and get get a deal on it like you can find it like 20 20 bucks cheaper um yeah that would be my point um yeah that makes sense I... Uh, I mean i would say for for me it's making me pause i'm actually kind of shocked by it um you know it's 60 dollars, a little more lenient um but if you're asking me to pay something i would pay for a higher quality title and when i mean i don't mean quality as in regards to like fidelity or things like that i'm just talking about what the games can do um when someone asked me to pay like 70 dollars for something like god of war ragnarok where i can have you know expansive worlds with multiple different kinds of well actually probably god of war ragnarok's not, not a good example because you can buy it on the past console let me try to think of one really quick um, like, let's just say, um, shoot, let's just say, uh, we're trying to think of a title at $70 that we haven't seen yet. Uh, let's just go with, um, gosh, why, why can't I think of a title that's exclusive for next gen hardware? Um, um, well, let's just go with Jedi Fallen Order. Returnal? Returnal was, I think it was exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a good example of what I'm trying to think of, but but I'm just, uh, but um, what I'm trying to say basically is like Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is a good game. It is not a great game. It is not a perfect game. It is not a masterpiece of a title. It is just a good game, probably more along the lines for me is a proof of concept that had to be released as a game because what did it have? And I've, I've been on the record for this for years and it's not that I'm a Nintendo hater. I'm not like a, I'm not a fanboy of any kind. I like good games. Like I like, I want games to be the best that they can possibly be. Legend of Zelda breath of the wild had barren environments, enemy types that were, very samey extremely samey lacked variety the combat was basic in 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 some of the most epic way possible 
Like there's just no variety of the combat. So then when you explore it and then do combat, it's two boring things because you're running around a dense world with a, a, a completely barren world with nothing in it. And then you run into a group of enemies that are the same group of enemies you ran into in another group, another barren environment you ran into. And the combat is the same. Do I love the experimentation you can do with that title? Absolutely. I think there are some really cool things you can do that I think if you go into any game, you can do as well. And that's why we have, that's why games have systems to play with, to be able to use and gives players freedom in certain aspects to like try things and do things outside the boundaries of what you're meant to play in. Do I find the shrines exciting? Yeah, I did find those puzzles pretty good. Um, those were probably the highlights for me was doing the, doing the different shrines. And some of them were really good. And some of them were just like, eh, and doing the gyro controls kind of, pissed me off a little bit at times because when I'm trying to spin around I had I found myself sitting on the floor trying to get the gyro controls to work correctly because I had to reposition my entire body because the gyro controls weren't functioning as they should and that's that's an indication on the hardware in the game itself like you know the game had problems um so like yeah, I think it, uh... So, so like that, I think it was fine. I think it was a good title. Like, I think they had some good things in it that I enjoyed, and they had a lot of problems. Yeah, it, it, I I can agree to the to the criticism. It was basically like um, it was all level design, but zero presentation. They they mm-hmm. they they cut that out completely. And then there there are some memories that you find for some reason. I never stumbled across them. I was shocked. I spent 120 hours with that game, and then I find out from Evan. Um, yeah, there, there are those memories, yeah, and the, there are these cutscenes. Cutscenes. The memories yeah. weren't even good. Like, that's the even worse yeah. part. And like, it's like a, like four of them, maybe? Because yeah, it's four, one four for of them, each. and the plot made no sense. Like, the plot made yeah. no sense. Like, this, you have an interesting story to tell, and you're not telling a story. Yeah. <laughs> to, um, to me, it was like the worst, the worst version of a Dark Souls game you could ever get in, in regards to narrative. Uh, it's like it's it's set up for like a Dark Souls type narrative, yet it has none of it, and so therefore you don't it don't feel as satisfied. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is like that title was okay. I'm getting same vibes from this one. Now, do I get yeah, do I get improvements? I feel like there's going to be improvements, and I do see that. Like, I see some acknowledgement of, like, it looks like it's going to have a bigger story. I could be deceived, though. It's a trailer. Um, yeah, we need to wait on that one. Because, uh, yeah, as you said, like, if it's the same thing, it's it's barren worlds all over again. And not that much of, of the story, you know. Uh, we'll have to wait for previews. But I think if if it writes the, the, the wrongs of uh, past games, uh, the past game uh, where it had like lackluster presentation and very very little you know uh story and all that jazz um i think it if it corrects these things then you can look at it at a more uh, com- uh f- complete uh, proposition um i i do agree with you that um it's like it, it's a bit weird to pay that much for a game you know won't run that well right you know? yeah no no i and so like to kind of like because like you expect to, the better minimum 
You yeah, know, like at least it, sh it should be stable, but it won't be. Well, Breath of the Wild wasn't. It ran. Here's the thing. Sorry, I, I'll, I'll let no, you. No, you're uh, good. You're good. Go ahead. It, so the 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 reason why I I didn't say like okay, this game is really good. I I bought it for cheap at release. Like I could like take the cost and buy it for Switch. It runs worse on Switch because on Switch it has like a bit higher resolution textures and everything. And on Wii U it was at 720p, you know, and it was like um, in in the tech reviews and everything, you had like better performance on the Wii U. Because um, it was made for the Wii U. Because it was made for the Wii U, and uh, yeah, like I I, I played the the demo for the uh, Age of Calamity, you know, and that. Twenty five frames per second. Twenty. I'm not. I, I'm not a frame rate. Uh, uh, I'm not that big on frame rate, but it's not enjoyable. Like no standard thirty frames per second. You gotta hit thirty frames per second on any title. Yeah. That's just that's just standard. You can't. You can't uh, go. So anywhere. that's where I have issue. Uh, if I if I really am to think hard, that's where I have issues with uh, with the pricing. Because yeah, I, I was on the record to say like I'm going to buy this, but I may just played on pc <laughs> i you mean know? yeah i feel you um i kind of like in your uh to your point about you know the quality of the title meeting the like do i see improvements yes i still see some of the same problems i still see in the first game and my concern is that the hardware won't support innovation in the title itself um, because you only have so much memory that you can fit these systems that you can fit and trying to fit new things. I will, I, the thing to me is like, how far did they push the first switch? Like for the first title, how far did they push the switch's memory? Because if they pushed, pushed it to the point where, you know, maybe they'll flip a feature here for another feature there, but if it's still the same like if you're still just climbing around these barren environments because you don't have enough to load in the enemies enough enemies into the space or you can't load enough textures into the space because it's too open world i mean we've already seen kind of its own making in the new uh, uh the new pokemon game where like it's just bugged all over the place um, uh, yeah, but po the Pokemon company doesn't work with the with the Xenoblade company because that's that's where the magic comes in. Because uh, actually, they leverage the tech for the for for Breath of the Wild, you know. So I I have a bit more confidence. They 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 optimized the the hell out of that game. Uh, so there may be room for some more things, but again, like we we have to wait and see. We have to hear more about this game. To everything yeah. like they, they'll just... probably do one of those di directs where they they go in full detail what this is, and I think we can have like a more clear picture of whether it deserves that price tag. What it's my 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 disappointment comes from the fact that I at, to this point I expected this to be like a next nintendo console launch title that would you know like they see you all were hoping on that and i never was there i never thought this was ever going to be the lead i'm up losing to a hope new... honestly i'm losing hope honestly it's not yeah. happening like i no no insider info here it's just i don't think it was ever happening i've said this on the record for years 
when people have been talking about, oh my God, the Switch 2 is coming out when the Zelda, that's why it got delayed. It's like, no, Zelda got delayed because it needs to run on the Switch. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the reason why it's delayed. Like, that title, they're probably going to push that hardware to its maximum that it can ever be pushed because they're being overly ambitious. And, like, the first title was already ambitious as it is. And, like, I will say, even in the trailer, some of the stuff that looks like it really hasn't changed that much. Maybe it's just a different type of environment. And, like, maybe they're going to do tricks with loading in new environments by having the sky and the floor. Yeah. And maybe there's going to be a loading screen between the sky and the floor so that they can be able to handle having two big environments as the twist for the game. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, what they're doing. And when I'm looking at the trailer, what are they doing to improve the title? Yeah, and I'm you, just you, not you... sure yet. That's the tricky part. Is it looks yeah, exactly cause... like it did before with one feature that looks similar but different and it's a power but i don't know anything about it because i only saw it for two seconds in the trailer yeah you you'd expect these companies to like uh do the trailers in such way they they showcase all this or they get they, they give hints to it but most of the trailer was was stuff that you could already to your point you could already do uh the the only big thing that i could pick up on is that now we have like uh proper objects to put together to create vehicles perhaps they they saw people making all these inventions in the base game that were not intended to do which is why it's the game is so impressive because it's so versatile in the in the in in regards to how you can interact with it and they're like okay now let's uh let's add more components because i've seen like generators that can be activated and hoggled you know like with, with a button on them i i've seen well i mean i mean okay i'm sorry i gotta push back but have you not played minecraft like it's just like the only reason yeah but the thing is like i only say that is because everyone uh in and and i'm not trying to put you in that crowd yeah. so i'm not not trying to do that but everyone just goes like, oh, my God, look what you can do with this game. And it's like, have you played any other game that does it better than that title? Like, it's like as if here's OK. Five, five the 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 layer on the floor. For I mean, Minecraft is, doesn't have like a physics engine, you know, like it's all. But, fixed. <laughs> but like my yeah. thing is like everyone is putting this Breath of the Wild thing on the highest pedestal of all the land because it does everything. Average. Yeah, no, but and like the only reason why it's good is because it's Zelda, and that's so unacceptable to me. It's like I don't care what the damn name of the game is. Yeah. Like you need to excel because you are a like the title excels, not the name of the game is the reason why it excels. Like if you could do everything average, and then the name is the reason why everything is a little bit better. That is total BS to me. So like every time I get that argument of being like, oh my God, look at the variety. Look what you get. It's like, have you played like Skyrim? <laughs> like some of the RPG yeah, elements are way thing. better that's in Skyrim I, than this game. I've heard this argument before, but <laughs> I I completely missed out on Skyrim. And uh, like, uh, I, I keep trying to uh, build the courage to, to get into that one. And I, I, I understand the comparison, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, still not a sandbox in that sense like it's it's a more it's a it's interesting in the sense with its own fixed you know mechanics which mean that you can go in a village and kill everyone you know like regardless of who they are like you could 
avoid entire quest lines because of things you do and that's that's mm -hmm. interesting you know but um like breath of the wild is it's it's pure sandbox um gameplay um and there's not much like it to to this level where you know like yes minecraft is a, is a good comparison but then again that's that's not very that's not i've seen people like creating emulators in minecraft you know and you can play them that that's imp that's impressive i i wonder if they are going now to make it a, to make it so that you can actually do similar stuff um i mean i just could name so many titles i can name banjo kazooie i can name little big planet i can name so many titles that do the same things um, with physics you're right about banjo kazooie you're right about banjo kazooie because i, I know in in one of them nuts and bolts i think it yeah, was nuts you and bolts. also make your own your own vehicles so i just think i yeah. just think everyone just gives it a pass because it's zelda and I, I get it i get it your favorite game that you grew up on allows you to do this really cool thing you never got to do in this series and it comes from a game that you a different game that you enjoyed playing and you're like but it's zelda i can right. do it in zelda that's great yeah. but just don't you get you can't mark that as like oh my god that's what it, makes the game so sure, unique because it's not it sure has its uh its fan base and people are seeing all these references for the record when i played breath of the wild the, the only zelda i i had played up to that moment was uh link between worlds mm -hmm. on on 3ds so i had a bit of context on what that was and after breath of the wild i know i i play like 10 or 15 hours of skyward sword on uh on wii u um so yeah, I'm. I don't have that veil over my face. I I can see why people like it. Uh, I can see why the uh, uh, DIP uh, gives it a gives it a boost. But in the same in the same time, I feel like other games that don't have this IP that are inspired from Zelda also benefit of the success of the success of being a Zelda like and getting getting a boost themselves as well. Um, but wouldn't wouldn't you agree? Um, I I think yes and no. I think they just do it like better. Indie sensations, yeah, and so, they do it but, better. But that's yeah, the thing. There's like, an argument. I, it's, Nintendo, it's okay. It's okay if like you're copying similar systems, yeah. but if you improve it, of course you should get more accolades for improving it. Like if if it's like how should I word this? Is like yeah, it, it yeah, it's great that you d copied it and then did it better. It's up to the developer that did the did it the first time that was made the one to be copied and do it better to one up that one game that copied it and did it better. It's like you can't just sit on your laurels and expect the standard being like, but they're the first one to do it. It's like, okay, but how? It's not it's not who first did it. It's how how what have you done for me lately? Right, the concept. Um, but yeah, I I um I would say Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild was my. Ooh, my second Zelda game, I played a little bit of Spirit Tracks when I was a kid, and I just I never finished it. Um, and I've seen Ocarina of Time, I've seen a little bit of Wind Waker, but I've never played any of it. Um, so Breath of the Wild was my first experience. So it's it's an interesting concept going into Breath of the Wild being my first Zelda game, and just seeing how I felt as if it didn't match what everyone was saying like oh my god it's zelda zelda's like the greatest title and, and then playing the old titles because i did later like i did play ocarina of time on my 2ds um after i played breath of the wild um and i've also played um oh what's the new one that came out on the island it's the it's the 2d one that's 
Like it's a oh the Wind Waker. Wind no, Waker. no, 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 no. At at um, it's on the island with the giant egg. I forgot what it's called though. Shoot. Oh, uh, the 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 remake, the visual remake. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, that one. We know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. So I played yeah. that one as well, and I was like, now I get what people were talking about. Yeah, because it's about those dungeons, and um, I think yeah, it's more than about the dungeons. Though. Like it's about the like dungeons. Yes, one aspect of it. Of course, but I think it's also like the atmosphere, the enemy types, like the combat. I would I could argue that the combat is more complex in those games than it than it is in Breath of the Wild. Because the, yeah, that's the, you could make an argument on that because um like uh, th those games are much smaller, they are much more contained. They have limitations that help the level design, whereas in Breath of the Wild, like if if that map was not that big you know like if it was scaled down a bit you and know so it would, and and denser yeah like um it could be a cop-out a narrative uh cop-out that they were like oh this is barren because of this happened and this is kind of what know, they like, did and it didn't work for me yeah um for me for me it was just the fascination with with the the physics engine, the 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 fact that I, if I if I got an idea, I could execute it. That that was like, I, I wasn't looking things up online. I was like, okay, if these two things work this way, then I should be able to do that. And it happened over and over and over and over again. And for me, I think it was, I I like I must have played things in the past, but uh, this was the first game where like everything was uh, was coming together for me so in that sense that's that's my appreciation but uh, uh, all the other critics are valid i, I do agree and uh, i think like ultimately this is where i stand because i was thinking right now when you when you're um, when you're talking um like i think i think that that's the thing for, for me like if raising game prices late in the life cycle of a console you know when when the the titles have already been struggling for a while to run on this system it's you know and then i think because you have to make it so it's clear that you're pushing the system to the limits and they may do but it felt that the system has been pushed to the limits for about three years now you know so i think if you were going to raise prices for your first party games, uh, that could have happened like some years ago, not now, because we've seen games struggling at full price already. And now you're going to ask, ask for, for 10 extra bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, the, the Digital Foundry Tech Review could come out and I know this is a solid 30 FPS. Would that make it right? Perhaps that would give me more, you know, like, um, uh th that would uh give me some assurance that uh, i'm going to enjoy this on the switch uh but then like when the the last of us came out on the ps3 and you could see how much that game was pushing the, the console you know and um i wonder what if they 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 pushed for a 70 dollar price back then with with that game because that game released at the at the end of the generation like I wonder how, what would have been the narrative around that. Um, uh, let me let me ask you this question about price. 
so they raised the price to $70 for this title. And the standard price for like a PS5, uh, you know, Xbox series game is now $70. Does it actually change your thought of saying, you know, now that I'm paying $70 for such a, and I don't want to, and people are going to come after me for this comment, but for a lower quality type product, does it actually improve your um, viewpoint of how much you're getting super, like, does it make it feel like you're getting more value out of those PS, uh, PS5 and Xbox series games because they're the same price and they're of higher quality, so to speak? I think it would be um, it would be clear for me if these games would also be in the same genre. You know, because okay. there there's a certain things Nintendo does that PlayStation doesn't, and vice versa. You know, but if they PlayStation came out with their own answer to Breath of the Wild, and it was this, you know, like I would argue that's Horizon. The Horizon series. Is that not? I mean, it's open an world. open world action adventure, Arch. but it's not a sandbox. Like, uh, I, I'm, mm. I'm adamant. I'm, I'm insisting with this. I don't think it's a sandbox. Like, I, you can do certain, you can paraglide, you know, like, but that doesn't make it a sandbox. It's still, you don't have like. I mean, this, is really is really hitting a uh, hit, hitting. Well, you don't push boulders. You don't solve environmental puzzles. You just interact with buttons and input codes. Like it's, it's, it's more handholdy. I, I wouldn't like. Isn't I, isn't I never... well? Isn't the machines in the environment part of the sandbox? Like an example is like I was hidden in a bush and saw two of the machines fighting each other, not from my own like interference, just from them fighting in the environment. Isn't that a living, breathing sandbox world? for me it's the the uh, I, I don't know perhaps from my point of view uh, breath of the wild has a lot more systems of interaction with the uh, the environment than um than horizon did so for me like it, it, perhaps in definition by the book uh, the the game is a sandbox but then perhaps i i see more value in the type of sandbox that something like breath of the wild is in terms of interaction, because I don't feel they are on the same level in terms of interaction. Okay. You understand? I, I don't. I don't think Horizon is that organic with its sandbox proposition as something like Breath of the Wild is. That's um, That's fair. Um... So, so yeah, like, but but let's say like, for for the sake of the argument, so it's not Horizon; it's something else, and much better graphics much better physics more you know like because because the the system is far more oh, capable like easy it, easy it answer take... easy answer for you next gta that's yeah the, that's a similar type of experience sandbox style that is breath of the wild yeah, for they're me, both for, priced for... Se- they're both priced 70 dollars. does it precede the value that you're getting more out of uh that, that's because that's they're the same price a lot more value uh because the system is more capable, you know, and yeah, I think that that, that answers it because you look at it like because of the system, you can do so much more, you know, so 
does it make it easier pulling the trigger for that $70 for that game? Not because it's like your most anticipated game, but like just say yeah. like it wasn't and it's was just like these two games are both $70. Does that make it easier to pull the trigger on like something like the uh, the, the new GTA because you're like, I oh, it's even... the same price and this is better value. What, what for about my the dollar. context? What... So uh, I need to put myself in the shoes of someone who is not. <laughs> really into the G to GTAs, but knows how big the series is. Just be Burkoff. <laughs> yeah, I think I would get it. I would get it because I know I would. Uh, uh, but as I said, like, I think those games are, are worth more. Um, I think I think also when these companies price these games, they based on their metrics or whatever, they also look at the fact that perhaps like a more than half of their audience don't own other platforms. You know, don't have alternatives. We're we're hardcore. We own multiple systems. We have like we can we can debate this because we can just go to the other platform when when we when we're bothered by something on on uh, on another. But yeah, like I, and I want to be uh, upfront with this because I don't want the viewers to think, to think I'm a like kind of, I'm I'm weird in that sense. Like I I, I still currently i still struggle to get an answer to this like when when do i think 70 dollars is too much and i think I'm, I'm close to the answer i'm close to the answer i like um for me uh, this sequel like I, I want to play it i'm not bothered by uh, by the 70 price tag but the the one thing i really want is for it to run well on switch because i don't feel okay with paying full price and then having to wait like you know a month or two until the uh, what was that the uh, the the shader cache or whatever for the emulator is available and you know I can play it because that that's the thing like you can you can't really uh, do that at lunch on you know so I I'm like I could wait you know I could also wait maybe get a discount maybe wait out for some eventual patches that make for a yeah. Uh, so final question. Well, it's kind of a two-parter. It's a struggle. It's a struggle to answer this one because it's it's. It, uh, I I find it hard to be objective. You know. That's uh, okay. I, I That's keep okay. trying. I keep trying to find ways. You know, like maybe if if I have comparison with because I I I brought I also brought up the the question of the genre, uh, like if I had similar things in other genres again personally I, I i can i can compare horizon with past zeldas in the sense that you're getting new tools you can do new things in in that sense but uh it's not that organic but if i were to have like carbon copies of the same thing like different ips so it was the sony's ip it was nintendo's ip it was xbox ip then i could draw a line uh, like yeah, I know it's Zelda, but ah, they that... do it much better on this platform. So I think that deserves it more. If that would be easy in yeah. in in this hypothetical scenario, I could easily say like, yeah, they like Nintendo has this football game, but why would I play this football game that's limited by the when I could buy like a prim a premium like soccer FIFA on, you know? Because you no, can look yeah, at I like, totally now, get you. like I think that this is the perfect example. You look at the the the, the past years, and they re they released legacy versions of the FIFA game. So automatically, 
sixty dollars for a FIFA game on Switch from last year is is not worth it compared to what you can get on a on a modern platform. Mm-hmm, for sure. And there you have it. <clears throat> there you have it. But Nintendo is lucky. There's no other Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom on other systems. So if you really want to get more of that Breath of the Wild experience, like most people will have to fork out the, the, the money. It will be worth it. Like in this context, it will it, like, yeah, it's it's a bit more, but what can you do? Final, Where else can you go? Yeah. Fi- final two questions. It's a, it's, a, it's a one question, but a two-parter. One, what other franchise games do you think will go up to $70? And uh, two, what franchise are you willing to pay besides Zelda $70 for from Nintendo's lineup? So I think I'll start with them. I, I'm, I'm going to go first on this one. Just... um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, I'll give you a break. <laughs> I had I had my own yeah I had my own monologue. On no, this you're one, good. Yeah. You're good. Oh. Um, I think I would not be shocked to see a new 3D Mario be seventy dollars. I would not be shocked. Um, I hope not, but I would not be shocked by that. Um, I honestly think it's just only their big hitters. I think it's like the next Metroid Prime, probably. Um. New 3D Mario, probably. After that, I really don't know. I really don't think they have any other franchise that's willing to, you know, get me. If they're going by their quote by saying, we'll take these on a case-by-case basis. Like, if they put a new Mario Golf game out there and it's going to be $70, I'm not paying it. I'm never going to pay it. I I love the Mario sports games. I have a bunch of them. I will never pay it. Don't expect me to pay it on my wallet ain't happening like you i bought strikers the the new strikers biggest waste of my money i just i like i felt burned again from nintendo in regards to quality on the title usually their quality is pretty good on their sports titles like i really love their tennis title um but i just i I can't justify paying full price for their sports games anymore but the, those they don't are, have a meaningful progression system. It's meaningful like, progression. They don't have enough like on out of the box like uh, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, you have to be playing online from the start of the game. It's almost like they release Splatoon for all their Mario games. It's like you have to play online for it to be worth your money, or else like the solo stuff they give you isn't worth your time. Now the golf one, I'll argue, is actually a little more robust. Um, it has its own like story and all that kind of stuff. It's simulated a uh, uh, golf story a little bit, which I kind of liked. Um, but like the tennis one was very basic in its like main storyline stuff. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is any mainline thing. So I'm thinking uh, Metroid, Zelda, and Mario. I think those are the only th- three things they could charge like full and, $70 um... for. And for me, but also objectively uh, to this list, I would add uh, Animal Crossing. You think they would? Try- uh, I guess that's true. That did sell a boatload. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, after after, after the pandemic, big, yeah, yeah. I know it, it it received a boost because of the pandemic. I but, wonder if like, it'll sell as well next time around because of the pandemic. Because I know there was like a lot of interest, but there was definitely a big drop. 
Like I know there's still a community, and I know I know you're still far. I know community it's still now you guys. modding the game. Like they are modding the game on the emulator on the PC. They're adding new like that game co looks completely different. Like, well, I know course. you're. I know you're still like you know still selling your turnips on the black market. I know that, and it's it's a thing. Um, I I could see them taking a shot at it. I just think it's gonna fall f a little more flat er because they don't it, anticipate. It's possible. I think it's just not going to sell as well because of the pandemic. And so they're going to hit that and go, oh, shoot, we made a mistake at charging this too much. Um, yeah, that, that's that's where I feel. I, I, I know they'll do it. I don't think it will go that well. I will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy it. But, um, um, any other franchises you think are going to go to 70? Do you think the next Xenoblade Chronicles will go 70? I think. Or Pokemon. As, as much as as much as I love that uh, that series, I think uh, I think it's niche. I think it's niche. The Xenoblade doesn't doesn't track as uh, as high as their other properties. Uh, although it has some uh, uh, word of mouth, uh, you know, um, what's that called? Um, velocity mm -hmm. uh, to it. Um, I think uh, what was the what was the other uh, Pokemon? Um, I think people will flip out because you like you've never ever in the history of that series you didn't take the time to change the sounds of those Pokemons. You're carrying those sounds from the Game Boy or whatever it was. Because I, I tried, I looked into it. I wanted to be part of the hype. Part of I I it's there's nothing for me in there. There, there, like, other than having nostalgia for the for the there, there's not. It's it's such a like cluster series. It, it it's shocking and it is it is unfortunate how, how Pokemon has kind of left the fans. Like it's like, it's like it's like like I didn't leave Pokemon. Pokemon left me, and that's really disheartening as a fan. And to this point, it's not even like a business strategy, like optimizing resources or anything. I think. They just don't have the talent to do more. Yeah. I think that's that studio is just a lot of old people mm. who just remain there who No, I I don't like... I don't think that. I, I I think it's more of the concept of, you know, what sells and they're able to, you know, the reason a reason why they're able to have such high turnarounds for these Pokemon games is because they're using the same systems. Like when you introduce new systems, it takes longer yeah. for development. So like it is FIFA. It is it is sports games for for animals. <laughs> like yeah. that's literally what Pokemon is. It the only reason why it takes a little longer is because they actually take a little more time to like actually change more. But the basic system of like the most complex part of their system, which is the battling and the the finding and catching is all done already for them and they can do small iterations and grow it hasn't grown fast enough and that's the problem um i think yeah, actually sure. i think actually in our conversation i've changed my mindset on like to answer my own question which is actually i think they're going to charge $70 going forwards for any major franchise. I think it's going to be Xenoblade. I think it's going to be Pokemon. I think it's going to be Mario, Zelda, um, Splatoon, 
anything that is like a first party high tier title for them yeah. mario party i could see them doing that as well um mario uh, mario kart <laughs> super smash bros any of those titles i will see them charging 70 dollars from now on what i because... hoped they would only charge okay. for are sorry i'm almost done what i hope they only no, charge no, no, for no. are the just the top tier to, in my opinion, the top tier, which is just your mainline Zelda, your mainline Mario, and your mainline... Uh, what was the third one I was going to say? Shit. Um, I forgot what the third one was. Mario, Zelda... Pokemon? No, we no. had... We already... Ah, uh, shoot. Xenoblade? No. Uh, Animal Crossing? No. Nah, but but anyway, and then I just thought of Pinkman Four right now. Like I think the only reason why they're charging yeah. sixty bucks for that title uh, is because they already announced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And uh, but I did hear one... I did hear they cut out pre-orders though, so maybe they are going to charge up to seventy dollars now because they they stopped pre-orders on that title. Really? Well, like I um... heard people that pre-ordered the title before they they actually got declined and then had to re-pre-order the game but let me look up um yeah and and then there's the thing because then you know you increase the price on some of the first party premium games and then you don't on others and then uh okay from sixty dollars it is sixty dollars i feel like they pre they put the pre-order up sooner so i feel as if they only did that they're only you know doing it because of that like they they can't upcharge um, now. It's too late. They they don't want to cheapen the perception uh, to to make people think that you know, it, as you said, if they are making, they can just make a part of their games seventy, and then the other stays at sixty because then people might think like, are you not putting in the same effort in these mm -hmm. ones that you're you, you know? So they categorically they they'll have to go up with all of them and for their sake i just hope there's something there's a new system around the corner because well i think the final thing just to like wrap this up and i just remember the third one the third one was metroid um <laughs> okay. uh, but um i think another reason and i think people are just kind of losing this part is why they're charging 70 dollars when was the last zelda game it's like five years ago right right when the switch came out the development cycle uh, of this game is as long as a triple a title on a ps5 or uh or a series game and the issue that comes into play with that is you have to pay these employees for that amount of time and yeah, the yeah, resources that's, that's and the costs yeah. that it goes into testing these titles and things like that it's it's expensive like unfortunately <laughs> Uh, and you have some, and and they have the money, but they also have some targets for their investors and mm -hmm. everything, you know. And they, you want to keep the profits up, yeah. so you have to continuously adjust. So maybe internally and in the beginning, the, it was a sixty-dollar game, and they were like, no, you need to make it seventy-dollar. It's more acceptable today. Perhaps they wouldn't have done it years ago because that was that wasn't that much of a thing, you know. So they 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 feel like they won't uh, upset people too much with this. Yeah, um, my only concern is, and I guess we kind of we talked about it earlier. I was say it lately is like, you know, with that much development time, has we if we don't see drastic improvement in other areas of the gameplay, 
then it was money wasted, obviously. And so then they feel like they have to charge it to be able to get the money back. Um, and that could be one way. And I'm not saying that is the method of why they're doing it. It's just something I thought about as like a potential method of reason why they decided to charge $70. So are you are you saying are you saying that uh, they may have tried to put more into the game, but it won't make the cut? So yeah, they need to justify the time spent on those features. That like yeah, that's that's actually a great point because we assume that development is this linear thing, which is not. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the the consum- consumer on on their end yeah. is being taxed for for the time wasted. Not yeah, not that, necessarily wasted as in like they. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. things that didn't go into the title that they spent a lot of time research development. Yeah. Like these, these titles take time, and, and like they are reusing some of the systems and some of the assets to be able to build this title, which has reduced the time so they could focus on trying to implement new systems. But for all we know, they probably couldn't make it into the game potentially. So like that could be another reason why they charge seventy dollars. Like it's another reason they could, not necessarily is the reason. But it's just something that crossed my mind. Yeah, no, that that's that's a that's a great point. That's a great point that uh, you know I, I never considered, and I I I will consider moving forward with with all games, uh, regardless of of the platform. Yeah, because yeah. I I think in hindsight a little bit of like, you know, maybe it's taking them long time to do this title compared to past ones is because, like you said, they're pushing the switch to the max. And they need that extra time to make sure they are pushing it yeah. to the max. Um, because maybe in hindsight, this could have been done in like a two, three year cycle because of the power of the hardware or three year cycle um, instead of just a five year cycle, right? Um, maybe that extra two years was used to make sure like we're squeezing every inch we can out of this thing and and we're not leaving any stone unturned. So. Well, that that seems to wrap us up in general. So um, thanks, everybody, for joining us on Pixel Pints. We are the only global gaming podcast to covers great beer and video games. Again, follow us on Twitter at Pixel underscore Pints. Know when we go live on twitch.tv slash Pixel Pints. And then you can follow us uh, on uh, Instagram for cool little vignettes and stuff like that. But... As we always say to end every podcast, obviously, Rafa, thanks for joining. It's nice to seeing you. Thanks for having me. Oh, don't say that. You're welcome anytime. It's not like you're just just like, I'm free this time. It's like, sweet. Let's get you on the show. (laughs) Yeah. So as we always say, uh, and we're out. We're out. I think I feel like we really 